Well, good morning, New Hope Ram. So glad that you're here this morning to come and meet with Jesus, your Savior and Lord. It makes a difference, and he does something when we gather together that he cannot do in our lives if we're just home alone. And I just want to reiterate your generosity and how that brings impact in a variety of ways. You know, I've heard two specific stories on these boxes that are before you this morning. I recall watching a video a few years back where a a child was longing for a new pair of shoes. And she was embarrassed to go to school because her shoes had all kinds of holes in it. They were falling apart. And that day, she received a shoebox when she went to school. And in it was a new pair of shoes her size. Just recently, last week, I heard a story of a child who couldn't go to school because they didn't have school supplies. In their culture, and their community, if you didn't have the supplies to go to school, you couldn't go. But they received a shoebox that had pens and pencils, notebooks in it. And not only was that child able then to go to school, but that child shared what he had with his friend so his friend could go to school as well. You know, your generosity impacts people all over the world, whether you recognize it or not. Yesterday, I was able to visit with two people, individuals, one who is in prison and the other one who is in our local jail here. And last night, as I was visiting with the gentleman in prison, he was thankful for the generosity of New Hope Community Church, because at times we send money for his ledger, and that money allows him to have hygiene products. It allows him to buy stamps so he can write his family. It ultimately lets him know that, hey, people have not forgotten him, even though he is in prison. Yesterday, I got a call in the morning from the local jail. I'm a sheriff's chaplain, and they asked if I could come in and visit with a gal who was going through some difficult times. And so I sat across the table from this gal who had never read the Bible in her life. And she had been given a Bible previously because she went to a Bible study that they offered on the previous Monday. And so we were able to sit there and look through how do you use a Bible and what are the promises that God has for her life, even in her situation now, and that she doesn't have to continue to live the life that she has lived. And we were able to walk through that time. But thank you for your generosity because I know that Bible came from New Hope Community Church and the ministry we have in the jails on Monday. And so your investment financially impacts a variety of people throughout the world in all kinds of situations and scenarios. So I wanna thank you for that. And also want to communicate that if you are a type of person or family that does end-of-the-year giving financially, that this week, if you're on our mailing list, you'll receive a letter in the mail that explains the opportunity to give an end-of-the-year gift, if that's what you do, and there'll be an envelope in there. Or as Pastor Eric said, you can do it online where it's safe and convenient. But thank you for your generosity. It makes a difference And if you look to your right and to your left, if you look behind you and before you, if you walk down the halls when our kids are running around after service, 
There is your investment. That is your investment. And it is great. Well, today, as we close off our series called 1%, we are going to be looking at the whole idea and practicing the idea of thankfulness, of being thankful. And so part of the sermon this morning is going to be my part, but the other part of the sermon this morning is going to be your part. And so during our time, we are going to have two opportunities for you just to stand where you're at. We'll come to you with a mic and for you just to give thanks, whatever it might be. I'm thankful for the beautiful day. I'm thank you for my health. I'm thank you that I have employment. I'm thankful for what God has done in my life over this last year or a particular answer to prayer. We are going into a week, right, of being thankful And to practice thankfulness is an important area of our life. And so we're going to give you that opportunity. And I want to encourage you to be bold and to give thanks this morning. In the book, Heaven Bound Living, there's a story quoted from Paul Harvey's radio show, The Rest of the Story. It is gratitude that prompted an old man to visit an old broken pier on the eastern seacoast of Florida. Every Friday night until his death in 1973, he would return walking slowly and slightly stooped with a large bucket of shrimp. The seagulls would flock to him, and he would feed them out of his bucket. Many years earlier, in October 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was on a mission in a B-17 flying over the ocean, taking an important message to General Douglas MacArthur in New Guinea. But there was an unexpected detour, which hurled Captain Eddie and his companions on a harrowing adventure somewhere over the South Pacific. As the B-17 was flying, they got lost and didn't have radio. They ended up being low on fuel and needed to ditch their plane into the ocean. Eddie and his companions, for one month, would fight the water, would fight the weather, the scorching sun. At night, they would recoil in their rafts against the sharks. The average raft was only five by nine. The average shark, 10 feet but their number one enemy at sea was starvation. Eight days in, their rations were already gone due to eating or to the salt water that destroyed it. It would take a miracle to sustain Eddie and his crew. And a miracle happened. It occurred. In Captain Eddie's own words, Cherry... That was the B-17 pilot 
read the church service that afternoon, and we finished with a prayer and a hymn of praise. There was some talk, but it tapered off because of the intense heat. With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep out some of the glare, I dozed off. Now, this is still Captain Rickenbacker talking. Something landed on my head. I knew it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew. I just knew. Everyone else knew too. No one said a word. But peering out from under my hat brim without moving my head, I could see the expressions on their faces. They were staring down that gull. The gull meant food. And I'll never forget it. If I could just catch the gull. And the rest, as they say, is history. Captain Eddie caught the gull. The flesh was eaten. The intestines were used to catch fish. The survivors were sustained and their hopes renewed because of a lone seagull, uncharacteristically, who was hundreds of miles from land, offered itself as a sacrifice. And so you know, Captain Eddie made it. And now you also know that he never forgot. Because every Friday evening, about sunset, on a lonely stretch of Florida Beach, you see an old man, a little bent over, gray hair, bushy-eyed, walking with his bucket filled with shrimp to feed the gulls. To remember and give thanks to a seagull one day long ago that gave itself without struggle to save his life and others as well. My question to you this morning is, are you a thankful person? Do you live with a heart of thankfulness? In the Israelite community during Jesus' day in that culture, when a person discovered a rash or skin disorder, he or she had to go to the priest for examination. The priest then determined whether this was a contagious disease and whether the person had to be separated out or declared ceremonially unclean. Jewish law prohibited anyone with such a disease to associate with the general community. They had to be isolated and many times live as outcasts until their death. This was necessary in order to keep infectious diseases from becoming an epidemic in the communities, within the cities, within the towns. But for those affected, it could mean a literal life sentence. A life sentence where they could never see their family again. A life sentence that would pretty much mean death. Jesus had healed several individuals who had leprosy 
or some type of skin disease or infectious disease. But we see a particular story in Luke 17, where we read there were 10 men from a local leper colony that approached Jesus and called out to Jesus, Jesus, have pity on us. And the reason that they called out to Jesus is because in Jewish law, if you had leprosy, a skin disease, you had to remain a certain distance from other people. In some incidences, they would have to wear bells around their necks so that people would always be warned when they were near and they could flee from these people. Jesus, recognizing their situation, told them this simple line. He simply said, go show yourselves to the priests. That's all he said. Meaning, go to the priests and let the priest now evaluate if your skin disease is where it is now to where you still need to be separated. As they obeyed and began to walk away, in the story, it says they were healed. However, out of the 10 lepers, only one of them turned and came back and gave thanks to Jesus. And in the story of Luke, he emphasizes that the one who turned back and gave thanks was a Samaritan because the Samaritans were despised by the Jews. And so Jesus was making a point here. And Jesus stated, we're not all 10 healed. Where are the other nine? And he makes this statement in this point of how important it is that we are a thankful people and how that we recognize what God has done in our lives. Because if you think of their story and their situation, Jesus literally, for those 10 lepers, removed the death sentence from them, literally, and gave them life and gave them the opportunity to walk back to their spouses, to their children, and to their community. And if we think in our own lives, hasn't Jesus removed the death sentence from us as well? The fear of hell, and we now have eternal life in him, in heaven. He has taken our transgressions, our sin, and he carries them. We no longer do. And so in the story, Jesus highlights and he calls for us to be a thankful people. In Psalm 103, 1 and 2, it says this simple phrase, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name, meaning every area of my life, give him praise. Praise the Lord, my soul. Forget not all, what? His benefits. Don't forget all that God has provided for you, right? And so this morning, 
we are going to give you an opportunity to give God thanks for what he has provided for you on a day-to-day basis. A practice that we have applied in our marriage or our life and sort of just took it on in the last couple of years. But as we are laying in bed, as we do our closing prayer before we close the eyes at night, is to simply thank God for his daily bread. For the, the simple things of day-to-day life that we just bypass and don't recognize. Lord, thank you that I'm sitting under shelter, that I'm laying in this bed, that I have warmth, that my furnace works. Lord, thank you for the food you provided today, the clothing that I have. Thank you that I live in a land where I have education and that my children can be educated. Thank you we live in a land where there's health care, even if we can't afford it. Lord, thank you for relationships. Lord, thank you for two vehicles that work today, (laughs) right? (laughs) Whatever. I mean, they work today. Praise the Lord. Hey, thanks. But are we a thankful people or do we just bypass and we're not thankful? And so I want to break now and I want to give us an opportunity out here to be a thankful people and to give God thanks, to give God praise. And so I just encourage you, don't be shy to stand and and, uh, just say what you're thankful for here this morning. And then we're going to sing another song here and then have another opportunity for a time of thanks. But let's take this opportunity to be thankful.